Is everyone awake? Are you awake to dreams? Really? Just checking. So the reason I ask is because on average, if we get our first slide up there, Americans are not living the dream. They're 20 pounds overweight, $10,000 in credit card debt. They are slightly depressed, which is better than being fully depressed, I suppose. And they dislike his or her job. Oh, and they have five-eighths of a close friend. Interesting. That was the best one. And they watch a lot of TV. So are we awake? Let's go to the next slide. That's Eve. I call her Panda Thieve because she looks like a panda bear, obviously. Um, so she's my mom's teacup Pomeranian. She is four and a half pounds of utter cute. And uh, she was staying with me, which was my deepest blessing, was that I got to be with my mom a couple of months ago. She came up and stayed with me, and Thebes was with her. And I took Thebes outside, and it was just at the beginning of summer when spring was still trying to be really wet and cold. But it was a warm night, and it wasn't raining. And I took her outside. It was around 11 o'clock on a Friday. And I live in an apartment, so there is not a great outdoor space. So I kind of sat on the stoop and watched her, you know, sniff around. And I looked down the street, and I live on a cul-de-sac, so it's a really quiet street. And from every single house that I saw any light coming from, there was a blue glow emanating. What was everyone doing? Ooh, TV. It really got me thinking. I actually had just left my blue glow. I was sitting on my sofa with my mom, who was asleep which is normal, so mom, if you're watching already. And um, she, she was sleeping. We were watching a movie. We had spent about two and a half hours watching a movie, and I had been totally entranced, right? So the only thing that pulled me out of the trance was that the movie ended, and Steve looked like she needed to go outside. But I got this really eerie feeling as I was sitting there. At 11 o'clock on a Friday, I thought, what is everybody doing? Is this really what we're doing? Is this, is this the life we're living? Yeah, she's nodding. She's like, yep, that's what I'm doing. Yeah, neither do I. We should be friends. So we'll do nothing together. So it's normal, right? It's normal. It's the new normal. So who in here watches TV? Come on, raise them, raise them. Shyly. Yeah. How many hours do you watch TV? A lot, I hear. Come on, yell them out. Three hours, two hours. Three hours, four, two, a day. Yeah. Alrighty. So, why do you watch TV? What's the purpose? Why do you watch TV? Pastime, entertainment, education, movies, escape. Because it's fun. Okay. And what shows are you watching? Okay. Family Feud, games, sports, Star Trek, news, comedy, drama, home improvement shows, cooking. Ah. How many people, when you're watching a cooking show, you're like, I wish I was eating that right now? But can you? Can you go and lick the screen? I guess you could lick the screen. But whoever is cleaning your television would not appreciate it. And also, it wouldn't taste very good. So my question here is, why are we watching other people do the things we can be doing? 
How many people like to play sports or did at some point? How many of those people like to watch sports? Yeah, it's most. Are you watching sports as you wish you were doing? Right? Are you watching home improvement shows because you hate your kitchen? Right? So we're kind of trying to live vicariously through others. It's, it's a really cheap substitute for what we want for ourselves. We say like, okay, I want this dream. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this. I'm going to live this. We're, when we're kids, we remember this. Right? Because do you guys all have a dream for yourselves, kids? Do you, like, have an idea, like, oh, that would be so fun to do this when I'm older, to live a good life? Yeah. Don't we all feel that? When I'm older, I'm going to live a good life. And then older comes, you're like, I'm too old to live a good life. (laughs) Should have lived it when I was young. You better travel while you're young. Right? I hear that from people all the time who are older. Right? It's like there's this flip-flop. We forget. We forget that life happens, and we're sitting there watching TV. We're sitting there. I know I see people scrunching their faces. They're like guilty, right? Sorry, guys. Okay, and those of you who are sitting there going, I don't watch TV. Anyone in here? Go on. All right. Facebook, Internet, games on iPad, it all counts. You still know I bow to you. You can go. You're free. She doesn't need to be here today. She's passed. <laughs> right? Yeah. And it's a lot of us. So next slide. Why do we watch TV really? So some people said entertainment, and I do not put this on here. And for some it can be. So I'm not taking away that. But avoiding feelings, avoiding failure, avoiding success. So those second two, what does that even mean? It's like if I tried to do something and I sucked at it, someone would judge me. Or someone would think it was inappropriate for me to try those things because that's not part of my character. Or maybe I'd be so good at it that people would expect me to do amazing things all the time and I'd get tired. I can't, I'd better just like slow down so that I don't have to impress anyone because if I do, they're going to expect me to be great all the time. If I go volunteer at the Nehemiah retreat, they're going to expect me to come next year. Right? Yeah, giggles. So, yeah, come. Okay, that's, yeah. What about chaos? How many people in here like to be in control? Come on, come on, raise them up. Don't be shy. They're like, I'm controlling the amount I'm raising my arm. And earlier I checked, I was sweating, so if you saw my armpit sweat, don't judge me. He's still got his hand up. He's like, yes, me, me, me. Yeah, I love to be in control. And that's the exercise portion of the class. Thank you, guys. Thank you. So there'll be more later. Get ready. No, we like to be in control. A lot of people like to be in control. And when life gets chaotic, when things get hectic, when things feel hard, it's a lot easier to tune in to tune out, right? And then we don't even realize time has passed and that our life is moving until all of a sudden Netflix says, are you still watching? (laughs) Who's seen that message before? And I think they say it like that too. They're judging you. They're like, thank you, robot, for judging me. Yes, I'm still watching. Jerk. Right? It's like, yeah, I'm still watching. Stop judging me. And they should just underline and italicize the word still. Are you still watching? Right? Like somehow (laughs) the five hours of me droning through life hasn't occurred to me, which it hasn't, by the way. Usually at that point I feel so gross about myself that I'm like, all right, fine, I'll turn it off. Right? 
This is just what we do. We live our lives constantly, like, sitting, waiting, watching. And we never actually get in there. So, we avoid our power. And we avoid now. This is the life you get. So, this lifetime, we don't know what happens beyond this, right? But this is it. And we can't wait till we're older, and we can't wait till we're younger, right? It's like, this is it. And at the end, I don't think anyone would sit there and go, yeah, I wish I would have watched more TV. Like, I just don't, even if it was entertaining. Like, the comedies we watch, we laugh, but are we really, like, fulfilled with that laughter? When I see something, I'm like, huh. That is so different than a belly laugh you get from having just an elated time with a friend or falling over trying something new and it was funny and everyone's laughing at you and you're laughing too. And you're really laughing, right? The joy, watching the news, right? Like, somehow by knowing everything that's going wrong in the world, that will make our lives better. Yes, it will. Yeah, it's, just, it's, it's interesting how we get in these thought processes. And most of television watching is just habitual. There's no thought behind it at all. It's a habit that after this thing happens, we sit down, we sit, we watch, we do. Nothing. Okay? Next slide, please. So what would you do with an extra five hours a day? Because everyone in here was quoting it pretty low. The average American watches five hours and four minutes the four minutes they spend trying to find the show they're going to watch. And watching TV every day, five hours and four minutes. And at first, when I read that statistic, because I looked it up, and I was like, that's too high. And then I thought to myself, well, I can come home at 6.30 and turn on Versailles, which is amazing, but don't watch it. French Court, right? And then the, the episodes are 52 minutes long. So three or four episodes pass, and I don't even realize it. And I literally catch myself doing this all the time. I will sit down and I will say, I am going to watch one episode. It's like I'm threatening myself. And then it's like five episodes later, I'm like, shoot. Did you hear me just like censor myself? I realized who was here. It took me a moment. Yeah, I'm going to censor a little bit of what I said in the earlier service today. That's 77 days per year. And yet so many of us, do things and we say, you know, I don't have enough time. I just don't have time. I'm really busy. Doing what? Really? Because with five extra hours of the day, that would be a lot of time. Like, I'd love to do this thing, but I don't have the time. So, let me tell you, I actually did a four-week study of no television for this presentation. It was in June, and it was a really great four weeks. And um, I found a couple of things happened when I did this. First of all, my house was immaculately clean. And it wasn't because I made myself. It was just like, okay, there was nothing else to do. So I cleaned my house. I also always had a home-cooked meal. I also started baking, which prior to that, I was a big fan of the Great British Bake Off on Netflix. Don't watch it. Um, and I ate the food. I didn't have to lift the screen. I got to eat it. And then I was like, okay, i got to stop making so many sweets. But I started giving my sweets to other people, right? I started, I actually found an acro yoga group, and now we meet every Sunday, and I do that, and I have a friendship group I'm building. Right? It's like, I think that I don't have the time. Oh, and I also read, like, three books during this time, which is interesting, because I'm a member of a book club, 
And every single month prior to this, uh, to two months ago, I would say to them, I didn't have time to read the book. Really? I should have said, I was busy watching TV. Right? So do we have time? Time is on our side. We have time. This is our life that we use this time now. And we have a limited amount of time. We don't know how long that is on this planet. We really don't. So we want to use it in a way that we actually are enjoying. Okay, next slide, please. What makes a good friend? Okay, so I'm going to ask this question. If you had a friend and you called them, and every time you guys were going to get together, you were like, hey, I'm so excited to get together, blah, blah, blah. And they called you, they were like, you know, Game of Thrones is on. So I'm not going to come. You'd be like, oh, okay. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, of course. You want me to come over and watch with you? No, no, no. I don't look good when I watch TV. I just kind of look like this. So they're just like chill, right? So then you call them again, and you say, okay, we're going to do this thing. You guys make plans. You make, you make a plan. You make a pact. You're going to get together, right? And then you're like, you know, I'm on the fifth season of Sex in the City. And you're going, what the heck? Like, after a while, you're going to stop making plans with this friend, right? Now, this may sound silly, because if we had a friend like that, after a while, we, we just wouldn't have that friend anymore. We do this to ourselves all the time. I'm going to exercise right when I get home from work today. Oh, Game of Thrones is on. I'm going to do this. I'm going to go out and meet more friends. I'm really lonely. Sex in the City, Season 5. I'm going to finally start that project I say I've wanted to start forever. Insert Netflix title here. Right? We break promises to ourselves, and we wonder why we have no self-esteem. We constantly break dates with ourselves. We break pacts. We break promises. We become these people we don't even know. Like, we look at ourselves. We're like, oh, right? Lethargy. Sadness. It's all there, and we're just numbing it away, afraid to face the truth that we're powerful, that we're great. Okay. How do you actually feel when you're watching TV? Anyone? gotten very solemn and somber in here. Everyone's like, you're taking away my joy. I feel sleepy. Okay, what else? Bloated. I love that one. What was that other one? Zoned out. Comfortable. Anxious. Okay. So, I don't know if you guys all know this, so I'm going to announce it officially here today. I believe myself to be a princess just in case anyone was in doubt. So um, I got very into this show called The Tudors a couple of years ago, and it was on Netflix, and it's about Anne Boleyn and Henry VIII. And for those of you who don't know this about history, spoiler alert, at the end of season two, Anne Boleyn is beheaded. Okay, so I am the sort who, when I'm watching a television show, I fashion myself after the character who is the prettiest and has the best dresses. That's just part of who I am. If they are pretty and they have good dresses, I'm like, that's me. Because that's who I want to be, right? I just love that. So Anne Boleyn was the prettiest, and she had the best dresses. And honestly, I, I have goosebumps thinking about these dresses. So instead of, like, going out and making dresses and wearing them, which would make me weird, but I'm curious about, I, I watch other people wear them. I'm very into these old-fashioned history shows because I just love the dresses. 
So anyway, um, a couple years ago, I had a boyfriend as well. I know, weird, right? Haven't heard that one in a while. So, um, so what happened was I thought of him as Henry VIII. And when he beheaded me, I was very upset. In fact, I cried for three hours. I actually cried for three hours. I could not pull myself together because I had, like, put myself into the show, which is dangerous. So he got home from work, unbeknownst to him. I freak out. I'm like, you killed me! How could you? And he literally said to me, Aaron, if you can't pull yourself together, you're not going to be allowed to watch television anymore. And I was like, yes, sire. (laughs) Right? But I actually really did feel the emotions that this woman was going through as she was walking up to the chopping block, which is really real and really messed up. So... When we're watching TV, we think we are a part of the characters. We think they're our friends. Like, there's a series called Friends. They are not your friends. (laughs) They're not even friends in real life. Like, it's all fake. We also see a lot of things that we would not see on the streets. Like I told you, I like historical fiction-type shows. And I cannot tell you how many torture scenes I've watched. And now I fast-forward through because they make me feel sick. If I saw that stuff actually happening on a street... I would have PTSD, right? And yet, I'm exposing myself to things like this, to inappropriate situations among adults, which I hope adults understand what I'm saying, to things that are really physically, mentally upsetting. Violence, crime, fear, drama, heartbreak, betrayal. And I have goosebumps because the betrayal feels so real. One of my favorite characters' daughter dies, and I'm like a mess. Wait. It's like, really? That daughter is not her real daughter. They do not share DNA. It's not real. But of course, there is reality TV. That's real. No? Oh, well, I'm out of here. <laughs> Ruined my day. All right, next slide. So. How do you really feel when you're watching TV? Zoned out, I heard, right? And I'll just read this first quote. The second one is in your bulletin. It's just too long. The mood state Americans are in on average when watching TV is mildly depressed. And the one below it basically says, you feel crummy when you watch TV. And you use it to to escape from things you could be doing, activities in your life. Next slide. So, reality TV, here we are. Living the dream with Kim and Kanye. So, I had this colleague in Baltimore. His, well, I won't tell you. Leave him anonymous. But every morning I'd say, hey, how are you? And he'd say, living the dream. Really? It was like, really? You're living the dream? Because you look miserable. So, it was sarcastic. And I always thought, wow, that's really sad. It's actually a, like, I've thought about it numerous times for many, many years. I haven't worked there in over 10 years. And um, are we living the dream? So to me, the sarcastic dream is this. It's looking outside of ourselves for something, placing our faith in others. So what diet they tell us to do, how they tell us to dress, how they tell us to be, to act, to think, to feel, what this politician says we should think, what that politician says we shouldn't, right? If we're, we're a good 
wife, American, husband, daughter, son, if we do these things. Who says? Right? It's the influence. Have you heard of the influencers on online? There are people who are like literally called influencers. They have YouTube channels that tons of people watch and everyone listens to their advice. The best hair straightener to use. Who cares? I do because I have fuzzy hair. Right? Not today, because I used the right hair straightener. I bet you want to know which one it was. I'm not telling. So, at some point, we can come to terms with our weirdness. I see someone reading and laughing. Yes, sunbonnets and McGuffey readers is what that says. So let me tell you about my weirdness. So kids in here, I want to ask you before I go into me, what do you like to do? What are your favorite things to do? Math. Cool. I like math too. What else? Read. Math equations as well. We've got a lot of mathematicians in here. Who likes to play? Go outside. Play sports. Color. Right? What did we do as kids, guys? And our parents would be like, get away from that TV. Stop. Right? Why did they do that? It wasn't because they were the cruel dictators we thought they were, which they were. (laughs) But it was because they actually wanted us to live. To live. And now we look outside and the streets are empty. But the kids all have an iPod in their hand. Or an iPad. I'm obviously not up. I'm so busy watching Netflix, I don't know what the new technology is called. Um, I used to play Little House on the Prairie. And in fact, I would sit on the stairs and I would teach the kids. Um, I would pretend, like there were some kids younger than me, and I would pretend I was Miss Beagle, who was the teacher. Those of you who watched or read Little House on the Prairie. And so um, we would dress up every day. We played every day. And now I'm a teacher in my life, so I feel like half of my dream as a child came true. But I don't wear sunbonnets or tiaras. Not anymore. People would laugh at me. Right? But I actually do, as you may have heard, love historical fiction. And I love it because I watch dresses. That's all I do. I actually pause sometimes and, like, look at dresses. And if you ask one of my best friend's moms from growing up, you can say, what is Erin's favorite movie? And she will say, any movie with a pretty dress. And so, like, I wear pretty dresses, but I could wear costumes if I wanted to. That's why I did theater for so many years, just in hopes that someone would actually have a decent costume, which never happens. I need to, like, move to Hollywood to get that. Right? Yeah, he knows. Go see his show, by the way. Yeah. See, dresses never work out. Beck has a good costume closet, though. But we're still watching and pretending it's us. I'm still watching and pretending I'm Anne Boleyn. I'm not. I'm not living my real dream, right? Okay, next slide. So I know a lot of you guys, I saw strength faces earlier, and I know it's because you're going, don't take away my TV. But let's just say, I mean, hypothetically speaking, if the spiritual practice were to be to not watch TV at all this week, if that were the case, let's just say, what would you do instead? Well, here's what not to do. I don't want you to exercise or do self-improvement, or research a diet, or fix yourself, or force yourself to do anything like your should-do or your to-do list. Because, let's be honest, if I say, instead of watching TV, you've got to do that stuff, no wonder we watch TV. If, I don't, if I'm not watching TV, I have to exercise. Eh. 
just going to turn on Netflix. Hulu, here I come. Amazon Prime? Right? Okay, but the truth is, is that you don't have to do any of that. Because what we're trying to do here is reconnect with ourselves. And so what did you love as kids? Go ahead and go to the next slide. So instead of thinking of exercise, you could do movement. So to me, I go to acro yoga now every Sunday, and it's not exercise. I'm like trying things and falling, and yeah, I'm getting exercise. But exercise, if I were to define it for you, is punishment to try to become thinner. Yeah, that's what it is. So anytime you say, I'm going to exercise, what you're really saying is like, I hate you to yourself. Right? Now, movement. When you're little, you don't say to kids, okay, everyone, line up. We're going to do calisthenics. Let's do aerobics, guys. You say, go play. You don't have, like, you can't watch TV. Go play. You don't say, go do 15 crunches and then do another rep of this, squats, and then this, right? We don't do that. We forgot, we forgot, though. We forgot to connect with what we find joyful. You could read. You could spend time meditating or connecting with God. You could actually go to bed. How many people in here feel tired ever? You're so tired you won't lift your arms up. <laughs> people are tired because they're staying up so late. You know, I'm really productive in the morning. I can get a lot done if I get up at 5.30 and you're like, ew, I'd rather watch TV. I'm a nice person. So then use your nice if you're a nice person, right? I'm not taking away your joy. I'm, I'm inviting you to experience true joy, what you actually love, what you've forgotten to pursue, the dream you kept putting on the back burner, the thing you kept saying, you know, when I have enough money, when I have this, when circumstances are somehow perfect and it all drops in my lap. You could do meal prep. Now, I'm not saying you have to make healthy meals. Like I said, I spend my time baking and eating my rewards. Right? Just make yourself a homemade meal. How good would it feel? Even if it's just you in the house. And for me, it's like I live alone. I'm like, no, I, I, there's no one to cook it for. Oh, who am I? Right? Like we forget that we are worthy. We forget that all we have to do is wake up and do it. So, anything that you find joyful, fun, playful, things that you loved as a kid, reconnect. All right, last slide. So, okay, I lied. The spiritual practice is to turn off the TV. So turn it off. Okay, turn off your screen. Get off Facebook. Get off Candy. What is that? Candy Crush? Right? Wake up. Start dreaming alive. Awake. Present. And let me know how it goes. Okay, so everybody stand up. Reverend Joanne would just say, who's going to be joining me? And you guys would go, hey. So this is the exercise portion. Is everyone awake? Raise your right hand. Repeat after me. I do solemnly swear that I will turn off the television this week. Oh, I didn't see some people's mouths moving. <laughs> and I will do what I love. 
and that I'm up to no good. <laughs> Harry Potter reference. All right, thank you guys. Oh, give me a standing ovation, please. Thank you. <laughs>